live on our podcast, Bart pays his phone bill. This is thrilling stuff. He's taking out the wallet. He is removing. He has removed the credit card. Probably Let's see which credit card do we have. Is, is it an Amex? Is it a Mastercard? Could be a Visa. Could be a Visa. Maybe even Discover. Is it Discover? It's Discover. He's throw. He's throwing us a curve, ladies and gentlemen. You get a lot of points. <laughs> it lets me buy shit for free on Amazon. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Daily Screening Podcast. My name, as always, is Daily, and joining me this week, my partner in canine crime, Bartholomew Devin. Oh man, that's kind of wrong. Uh, well, look, I mean, we're gonna look, we're gonna get into it. Uh, we're we're talking John Wick this week, Keanu, latest Keanu Reeves uh, action extravaganza. Um, I think this is. Uh, I'm I'm very curious. I feel like you and I are going to be a little bit of a house divided this week. I feel like I I feel like we did not sort of land walk out of this movie in the in the same headspace, no, which man. doesn't happen often. So, no. um, so I'm curious. I'm curious to see how this how this whole thing plays out. Yeah. Um, but before we get into all that, uh, let's see what's going on this week. Um, there, okay, so something that was actually left over from the week before, uh, and we got so deep into talking about Marvel and DC that uh, I, I didn't. Forgot. I didn't. Well, I didn't forget, but I was like I. Cut it in my brain for time purposes because I knew oh. we were already like an hour in. Right. Um, there isn't a lot to say about this, but I feel like it's something that you need to be aware of. What's that? Right now, at this moment on planet Earth, there yes. is a fifth Tremors movie being filmed. Really? I swear to God, Boy, this is this is actually happening. Is it on the high seas? Because there's literally no other place for them left to go. <laughs> Under, in, underwater graboids would make been, sense, they've right? Been, they've been underground. They've yep. been on the ground. They've, they've been, been in, in the, the sky. Yep. <laughs> we still haven't. I still haven't watched the fourth one. That's like set in the past in like the old West Town. It's like the Back to the Future is three. Alan, as long as Alan Thick is there, no, it's not Alan Thick. It's Michael C. Gross or Michael C. Whatever. Michael C. Gross. <laughs> You're thinking of the wrong '80s '90s sitcom, <laughs> sir. Yeah, uh, I know, but it was those were the Seavers, not the Keatons. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so uh, right. Michael C. Gross is in it. Yes. Um, the only other person that I have confirmed as being in this movie, Kevin Bacon, um, Jamie Kennedy, who the did, pitch, did, that, that's the closest thing to silence that we can have. <laughs> the picture I saw was like he was all like military. I mean, not military. He he looked like a. a defense contractor you know like a blackwater guy you know uh it all all black and he had giant sideburns and a goatee and shit like he, they were really trying to make him look like a badass it's jamie kennedy i know and yet i once knew a guy named jamie kennedy yeah he wasn't a badass either yeah well I mean, what are you gonna do um they're filming in south africa of all places um i'm surprised it's not somewhere in the balkans uh, yeah right i figured yeah that this had expendables level financing written all probably over probably less i mean i also kind of assume i think the fourth movie was uh like straight to sci-fi channel so i feel like this I, one probably is too I but mean, I, I do own them all i do you do you own the fourth one the I'm old pre- west one i believe they were all in that the, th- tremors attack pack yes yeah, i own okay <laughs> I do own the Trevor's Attack Pack. It's a thing that I purchased with, with like real human money. 
There was also a TV show that I've never watched either. There was like a oh, Tremors uh, the series. <laughs> I think Michael C. Gross is in that too. He's in, I think he's in every iteration of Tremors. You know what's sad? If you really want to think about it. What's that? He's like when history looks back on Michael Seagross's career, you yeah. know what they're going to see? What's Not that? family ties. Tremors. 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 He's been involved with Tremors way longer. Oh yeah, no, we're than... going into our like third decade now at this point. That's a little sad. Right? That's that's fucking nuts. Uh somewhere Fred Ward is shaking his head and weeping. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think... Somewhere I, Jamie Kennedy is shaking his head <laughs> and weeping. It's in South Africa, I oh, can tell you. It's, it is it's actually, in South that's Africa. That's a, um, yeah, no, I think you're right, though. I think underwater graboids are, like, the only logical progression. Oh, I forgot progression. they were called graboids. Yeah, yeah, I think underwater graboids is the only logical progression. I don't know, otherwise, uh, fucking, what's... But you know the thing about underwater graboids new. is... What's that? You that's, get out of the water? No, that's, just, that's just, like, regular fish. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You'd have to be, like, trapped in a submarine or I mean, something. I mean, that would they... be the only way to make underwater graboids interesting, is you'd have to... I mean, and then it, you're basically just 20,000 leagues under the sea, but I shittier. mean, if you think about it, like, if you have a large, vaguely tubular creature <clears throat> that swims along and, like, eats a whole bunch of stuff, that's a whale, man. That's that just, is true. That, like, if they eat krill... <laughs> like, I would love to see if they could still spit fire underwater. <laughs> Um, I believe they did not spit fire. I believe that they shit fire. I believe was that they farted. Or... They were ass was blasters. Fl- they oh, were called right. ass blasters because right. they, sh- they they farted f- fire out their that's assholes. Right. Oh, Jesus. That's the level of discourse. I haven't, franchise. I haven't, obviously, even though I own the Tremors Attack Pack, uh, it's not something that I Well, look, one of these days, we should marathon all the Tremors movies. Because I'm I, okay with I'm that. I'm pretty sure that's the only way I've seen them, is well, by doing that very thing. Look, sign it, me it up. Was like, it was like when I bought uh, the Jurassic Park trilogy mm-hmm. on DVD. I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch them all in one sitting. Let's do this. <laughs> so it, That's not a movie. That's an experiment. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got? I got something for you to look forward to. Um, next Sunday, we will get the, uh, first, uh, look or the premiere of the, uh, first trailer for uh, the next Fast and Furious movie, a franchise that we, ooh. we enjoy dearly. Yeah. Um, mm. and, and it has an official title, which I'm actually kind of not psyched about. What? Um, the, it's just Furious <laughs> 7. Furious 7? Furious 7, which, like, I'm all, I, I'm, I'm sad only in that it was... Uh, so if I can, let's see if I can get them all right. So it was the Fast and the Furious. It was Too Fast, Too Furious. Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. It might even be Furious 3 Tokyo Drift. I think it was just Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. And then Fast and Furious, no articles. Fast 5. Fast 5. And Furious 6. So Furious 7. So now it's Furious 7. No, we're out of order Would it now. then be Fast 8? Like, that seems like, I don't know. I feel like you kind of had a thing going. I mean, I don't know where else you would go anyway, but... The... Faster 7? The and 8? Furious Just the articles? I, I want to go with Fasterer. Fasterer? Fa- they should be called Fasterer and Furiouser. Furiouser. Way more Furiouser. Way more Furiouser. <laughs> I think it should Fast have been called Fasterer. The Fast and Furious 12. <laughs> Fasterer. Fastererist. <laughs> I would have been okay with all of those titles. Um, so uh, so we'll get a take, we'll get a, a peek of that next week, so hopefully we can chat about that uh, on the Speaking podcast. Speaking of sneak peeks, mm. uh, let's talk about Spader. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So here's the thing that I think is great. So the Avengers uh, Age of Ultron trailer uh, hit and I love I actually love the way in which this went down. Yeah. Um, they announced um, that on like Tuesday last week uh, or this past week, last week, no once this airs uh, on a Tuesday, they announced that the trailer would air during the following week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Uh, which is great. I mean, you know, little little ratings boost for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's cool. The next day, the trailer leaked. Somebody somebody got a copy. It was kind of a low-res copy. They threw it up on Vimeo, and it started getting bounced around the internet. Somebody got good and fired. Yeah, well, I'm sure they did. But uh, what I love is that Marvel just kind of leaned into it. They First, they tweeted, uh, like... Oh, Hydra, or damn you, Hydra, or something like that, which I think is great. Yeah, blame it on the bad yeah, guys. That's, right. that's very fun. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, an hour later, they just put up the high-res copy on YouTube, and it's, like, cr- I mean, like 52 million hits in, in an hour. Yeah, I mean, it was, and, like, literally, it was the highest-viewed, like, trailer Ever the last uh, Iron Man three I think was the previous which makes one. sense because yeah. it's going to be the highest grossing, grossing movie, movie of yeah. all time. Yeah, Disney's just going to be printing money this next summer. Yeah. So, um, so so yeah, so uh, so we've got our first official look. But I just I, I really love that that strategy where instead of you know playing you know this absolutely Suing people for fifty million dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Instead of instead of playing this totally futile game of trying to. You know, throw around cease and desist orders, get every copy of it pulled off of you know YouTube and Vimeo and any other little website. They just said, no, fuck it, we'll just let's just put out the good one. I mean, it's, and they it's, control the story, which I think is great. The only thing, my, like my inner conspiracy theorist, wonders slightly if they did it on purpose, and if they did, good on them. That's yeah. viral marketing at its absolute best. Well, yeah, um, I, I don't think they did. I don't think they did either, only but... because uh, if if the announcement that it was going to be on on a Tuesday, like, if the announcement hadn't come the day before, right. then it would have been like, oh, somebody leaked a trailer and now we're just throwing it up. Like, yeah, that I might, I might almost might buy that. Uh, but coming literally the day after they made a big announcement and a press release, yeah. that's why I don't think. But here's what I also love is they, and again, sort of doubling down, they said, all right, well then, now that the trailer's out early, like, we already had a slot you know, putting, uh, right. set aside in the episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We still want to get people to tune in. So they're going to show some more new footage on yeah. Tuesday during Agents Why of S.H.I.E.L.D. Why the hell not? Why the, well, fucking whatever. Just give us a little yeah. taste of a scene or something. Yeah. I wouldn't be willing to bet, in fact. So um, by all accounts, the trailer was mostly the same thing that they showed at Comic-Con this year. Right, right. That's what um, I heard, too. The big piece that was missing uh, was the at, at Comic-Con, the, the real kind of started with um a scene it's basically it's like a part of a of a complete scene and it's basically the avengers all partying it's all of them like hanging out at a party yeah and they're playing a game where uh everyone's trying to pick up thor's hammer like thor leaves his hammer on the coffee table and everybody takes a turn like trying to pick it up um <laughs> uh, so they're like all fuck, basically all fucking around like after a successful mission or something right which i think is great and that sort of opened up the trailer at comic-con and it wasn't in the release I bet that's what they. I bet they air that. I bet they air at least part of that because that's mm. the very least. That's footage that we know is like done. It's it's been out there. People have seen it and yeah. uh, and it looks good. It's not like oh they you know something else that's like they've been working on or that's like only only half cooked. You know so right. and that seems like an easy like you don't need a lot of context. It could just be like yeah whatever. You know these characters. Watch them fuck around. It'll be it'll be entertaining, and Certainly. then they run it right, it rolling right into the trailer and swarma, yeah, swarma anybody exactly. Yep. So uh, so, what did you think? What did you think of the trailer, man? 
I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm very excited because it looks good. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's going to be good. It's dark as shit. It's real dark, which is great. Yeah. I, I, lo- I mean, obviously, I love Spader. Mm-hmm. How could I not? Well, yeah. Um, and he's like, when I heard that he was being cast as a voice, and did he do mocap? Yeah, I think he did mocap. I mean, because I was wondering. Um, I was very, very happy because that guy is just twisted enough. Oh, yeah. And he's eloquent enough, and he can deliver anything. Yeah, Spader's fucking devious, man. I yeah. Love, I love devious Spader. Like, something about him is not right. <laughs> and that's perfect yeah, for Ultron. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I really love that creepy Pinocchio song that oh, plays that's through awesome. it. Uh, got no strings. It's, I mean, that's and it's also like, oh my god, that's so Joss Whedon. Like, I feel like that was a gag that was cut out of an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer fifteen yeah, years ago. Probably. I mean, yeah. like there there must have been, been an episode with evil been, marionettes yeah. where they wanted to use the Pinocchio song yeah. and couldn't get the couldn't get the licensing fees. Yeah, and now he's making a giant, you know, three hundred million dollar comic book movie and went, aha. Yeah. Let me get that song. Yeah, he's been sitting on that one in a <laughs> exactly. shoebox somewhere forever. That's exactly right. Um, we got a couple of uh, there's a couple of sort of glimpses of fun stuff in there. Hulkbuster, um, Hulkbuster, Hulkbuster armor. I mean, we knew Hulkbuster that was coming for anyway. Days, son. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, that I'm really I'm really looking forward to that big that whole action sequence will be a lot of fun. I think. Um, there's also we didn't get any of the vision. Um, that's fine. No, no, I, I love hope, that they're gonna I, hold that. I hope we don't. Yeah, I, I kind of really don't want to see any of him until the movie, and like I kind of want to let that be something that you know, kind of not a surprise, but because we know he's coming, but like let that sort of that get that full impact in the in the context of the movie. I feel yeah. like that'll be great. Yep. Um, now there's a lot of stuff um, that has sort of thrown people into a tizzy um because they're like they're trying to figure out because you know it's the trailers are yeah you know it's, it's footage out of context it's, it's cool imagery exactly yeah. so there's stuff especially like, a teaser like well, well exactly yeah i mean would you consider they're not really a teaser yeah no totally it's absolutely a teaser i mean it's a long teaser but yeah. they're not giving us any story really it's yeah. really just sort of like this is the tone we're going for and here's a couple of cool visuals and that's really it so um but there are visuals like uh, Cap's broken shield. Yep. You know? That, like, holy shit! Like, you know, that, like, those are the things that, like, throw people into a loop. Yep. Um, the other one is, uh, there's just, like, a quick shot, and, um, you might not even really notice it at first, because it's because of the way it's lit, but mm-hmm. there's just, like, a quick shot of Captain America, um, walking through what looks like a dance or a party or something um oh and yeah, yeah, yeah it's like yeah. it looks it looks 1940s mm-hmm. era right um, he's yeah. not in the blue and white suit he's in like you know 50s military yeah. you know yeah. uh uniform so people are wondering like oh is we're getting a flashback are we getting a dream sequence does he some people actually are like convinced he's gonna go back in time somehow no i'm guessing it's a scarlet witch thing i kind of feel the same right Mm -hmm. i mean she can kind of give people visions and hallucinations and uh, i feel like her her powers sort of stem from but her you know her powers sort of stem from messing with probability like the power of you know what is possible so well, we i suppose you could we don't know that well that, i mean yeah that's I mean, the sort theory. of legacy of her character yeah. they you know they could change that in the movie i'm guessing she has vague mental powers yeah yeah I'm, her like, characters will be very abstract just like I'm sure. vaguely defined mental powers yeah um, um and i actually I, that's my theory for what's going to happen to hulk <laughs> i think I, there was a rumor kicking around yeah that the reason why hulk goes crazy and there was they showed a close up somewhere where he's crying, I think. Hulk or Banner? Hulk. Interesting. 
And the rumor that I, that I read, and I don't even remember where this was, <clears throat> but the basic idea was that uh, something happens to Tony. Mm-hmm. Or at least Hulk thinks something happened to Tony and throws a shit fit. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I mean, that's what I would expect is that Scarlet Witch would fuck with him somehow. Right. And, and get uh, him make, Yeah, nuts. exactly. Make yeah. him think something is not what it is. And yeah, and then he would, you know, go berserker. So, yeah. Um, and break South Africa. Um, so. Or Wakanda. Well, okay. So this is the other interesting little thing here is uh, we got a little shot little close-up shot of Andy Serkis yeah. in the movie. Um, yeah. And we kind of knew he was in the movie, but we didn't know what who he was playing. Or I think he did some motion capture stuff, too. Right. Um, the Some of the posters and images and stuff that they've put out, like promotional stuff, have depicted sort of like an army of Ultron drones. Yep. Um, so I would be willing to bet he probably did some mocap work on, like, the army of drones, the Ultron yeah, drones. Yeah, the reason I was asking whether Spader did mocap is because yeah. the way... The, I mean, that <clears throat> excuse me that first iteration of Ultron that we see at the party yeah moves just like Spader oh, the way yeah. it gestures it's all Spader <laughs> it's all like just like a little crazy yeah and like that yeah that looks like Spader well I know it makes a difference I mean that's the same thing with with Hulk you know uh, yeah. uh, Ruffalo did mocap for Avengers as opposed to uh, as opposed to Edward Norton who did not do mocap for his Hulk it was just CG Hulk that. so I haven't seen that in years it's and i don't really want to yeah it's, honestly it's, it's okay it's not i mean it's not my favorite but it's also not my least favorite like it's i think i would still watch canon. The, well yeah i mean i guess i think i would still watch incredible hulk over iron man 2 to be honest because iron be, man 2 is such I mean, a clusterfuck well yeah i mean there's like some there's lots of fun stuff in iron man 2 but the war story machine. is like such a clusterfuck so oh, we're definitely yeah. gonna get more war machine there's we saw a little don Cheadle. we saw that here. he's there but it, may, it could be a cameo no i think we're gonna get i think we're gonna see he, he's definitely in the suit in the movie i know that don Cheadle will wear the suit in the movie so I it might just that. be a little bit he's they've said they, he's oh, they give did. interviews or whatever oh, but well, good. so he's definitely gonna suit up it might just be like in an opening bit or in a closing bit it might be a small well, he part sh- but he should be around I yeah, mean, absolutely. I thought it was silly that he wasn't before. I know. Um, so, uh, but it, but anyway, back to Andy Circus. Yes, sorry. Um, the, that's okay. Look, this is this podcast is all about tangents. Um, well, the Andy Circus is nobody. We didn't know who which character he was going to play, um, and so everybody's sort of looking at that still and trying to you know put the pieces together based on his haircut and his he's clothing Santa, he's Santa and stuff. Claus. Yeah. Um, so what it, is his name? Something Claws, right? Uh, his name is Ulysses Claw. Claw. Or at least that's who, you know, we assume he looks like, uh, of, you know, an iteration yeah. of this character, Ulysses Claw, who is uh, one of his sort of function here is uh, that he is involved in the sort of mining uh, of vibranium in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there, there is that shot, like right, it's one of the first couple shots of the trailer where you see the sort of robot hand and there's like yeah. hot metal sort of yep. dripping off of it. Yep. So we assume that's uh, that's Ultron sort of covering himself in vibranium, trying to make himself invulnerable. You well, know? Because they can't use adamantium. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, so Ulysses Claw, it looks like he's, you know, sort of has something to, you know, some part to play there in the, you know, creating more uh, vibranium but ulysses claw is a not just like a side character he's actually like a fairly significant antagonist to black panther love black panther so i mean it looks like this could be sort of our first real substantive step towards 
Black Panther actually happening. Now, you know, what did you think of the of the look of uh, Quicksilver in the trailer? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> Do you care seriously? I mean, I don't give a shit about Quicksilver. I don't know. I mean, I think it. I think it's kick ass, man. Well, I think it's interesting only in that I'm curious how they sort of distinguish him from Quicksilver of X Men. You know, we're getting it's a different version of the same character essentially. He's, so he seems how they older. execute him differently. I mean, so what I think is what I think is cool. He's not the son of Magneto this time. Well, yeah. Um, the 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 sort of shtick they seem to go with in uh, Days of Future Past was that either he was moving so fast that you basically just didn't see him. It would be sort of like a sound effect and a puff of air, and he'd just be in a different place. Right. Um, or they would slow down time, basically. Right. You'd and see him moving at normal time and, and everybody else, else is... moving really slowly. Right. Um, here they seem to be sort of going the opposite way, um, which is just seeing him in sort of a blur. You know, there's kind of a little blue electric energy kind of Whatever. thing, signature behind him, a little va- yeah. like a vapor trail. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but I think it's I think it's interesting. Um, it it looks like we're actually going to get uh, other Quicksilver is going to show up again in uh, the next X Men. I think too. Well, that's um, fine. Apocalypse. A, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I think he was a lot of funny. He's one of the better things in Days of Future Past. So. Yeah, which I haven't yet revisited. But we saw it in the theater. Uh, like we went back and saw it in the theater again. Like at the end of the summer, like like a month or two later. Uh, and we, I, I still enjoyed it. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 buy that movie. Now the other thing that we didn't talk about uh, that I that I just totally spaced on last week. Mm. We were talking about uh, Tom Hardy um, mm-hmm. being in the running for uh, Suicide Squad. No, we talked about it. Yeah, no, no, no. We did talk about that. What I forgot to talk about was Tom Hardy also being in the running to play Apocalypse in the next X-Men movie. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, I mean... I in, don't know about that. Now, in a way, this is, I feel like this is kind of, like, bullshit. In that, like, Tom Hardy's just one of those guys who's on, like, everybody's list for every movie. Like, he's just, like, he's a big name. He's a... He, he has some cachet and he's like an actual actually like a respected actor like people respect his talents yeah um and so he's big yeah exactly and he's in and he's been in some you know major franchises and stuff he's no 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 through... i mean no i mean he's physically oh imposing. he's physically imposing yes that's yeah, true he's a big guy um so yeah i mean it's it's in a way it's sort of like yeah okay he's in the running who isn't in the running for apocalypse at this point um but i mean that's... i mean like they, I, they I, could do fine a, with me they could do a lot worse yeah than him Seriously. Yeah. I feel like... I sort of feel like they need... You know who they really need? Who do they really need? They need, like, a bulked-up Yul Brenner. <laughs> I'm serious. You want to reanimate Yul Brenner? No, but I mean, like... No, but I mean, like... Yul Brenner was not a huge person. Yeah. But he had crazy presence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Um, and they... Like, I feel like for Apocalypse... Mm-hmm. You need that. You need somebody with some gravitas and screen presence and just like, I am here and you can't look away because I'm awesome. That sounds like The Rock to me. No. That sounds like Dwayne Johnson. No, no. Who's got the physical imposing and the, like, magnetic, you know. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about magnetic. I kind of love Evil Rock, you know? Yeah, but the thing about The Rock is he, it's hard to visualize The Rock plotting. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, sure. He's not a, As ma- a maniacal genius. Yeah, he's, he's, not, he's, he's not Machiavellian enough yeah, for no, you? Yeah, no, not at all. He, I mean, like, you you can't see, like, he could never play the Godfather, for instance. Okay. <laughs> like, I want you to 
pull Brando from there. Brando would have been a good apocalypse. Okay. okay. Like, so like, you want someone like who's... Like young Brando. Okay. I see where you're going with this. Could have, could have done it. Someone could just sit there and... Actually, I can see it, Tom Hardy. Someone who can act with just his eyes. Yeah. You know? Well, we've seen him do that. We certainly have. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now the other interesting turn in the Suicide Squad story at this point, like I said, I mean this thing is yep. we talked about this last week, 2016. They want this thing out, so they're you know you better move. Yeah, they're they're trying to gear up for this thing now. Um, it seems like uh, Warner Brothers wants to back up the proverbial Brinks truck uh, and pull uh, Jesse Eisenberg in to as Lex Luthor. Look, I think you know, the interesting thing about Suicide Squad is that the a lot of the characters have always have been kind of second tier. Um, yeah, they're not. It's not a. Lots of people have come through, but like when you think of sort of the mainstays of the Suicide Squad, it's not Lex Luthor. It's not Brainiac. It's not no. the Joker. It's no. Harley Quinn. You know, right. it's um, you know somebody else, or it's like the main villain of a sort of lesser hero. Um, so having a, not only a big name like Jesse Eisenberg, but a really recognizable villain like Lex Luthor in there, I mean, if that's... They did it, he'd have to be pulling the strings of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. See, that I could actually... That well, would yeah. make some sense to me. I mean, yeah, have him being a character... like <laughs> the Charlie to the Angels. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say Hello, that... Hello, Suicide Squad. Well, that, Jesus. Well, that would be like Amanda Waller. I mean, that's the Amanda Waller's role, basically. Yeah. Um, so... I feel like he would be really good in the role of sort of the bad guy who, you know, you don't know whether to trust him in, like, in the role of the Suicide Squad. Like, is he actually trying to play everybody the whole time? Or is he really just like, hey, I got to look out for me and I'm going to do whatever I need to do to stay alive? Or, you know... I mean, Lex Luthor never trustworthy. Essentially, um, that's kind of his his character. But like, I feel like he would sort of mess with the dynamics of the team really interestingly. Mm. Um, obviously, depending on what sort of version of Luthor we're going to get from Jesse Eisenberg, everyone's just been sort of assuming that it's basically, you know, evil Mark Zuckerberg, or you know, well, in other words, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, that's sort of the it's not yeah, okay. really a stretch. Yeah. Um, but I hear, I keep hearing like that he has like all these tattoos and shit and that they're kind of messing with his physical persona a little bit. That seems weird. So, I don't know. I don't know. I need to go back and see the uh, Brandon Routh one again. I don't remember anything about Kevin Spacey. Uh, um, Kevin Spacey's like, I feel bad for him in a way because, uh, while I love forever Gene Hackman, um, yeah. and in a lot of ways, like his Lex Luthor is I basically love, the Lex Luthor I grew up with. I love goofy Lex Luthor. Yeah. Like, it's... But in a way, it's also kind of the worst Lex Luthor. Um, yeah. so Spacey is sort of left with this impossible task of take, of, of having to sort of remain true to Hackman's Luthor, but also trying to make him threatening. Yeah. Make him actually <laughs> more kind dark. Of threatening. And so instead they basically turned it into like the thread that they, that he pulled on was, um, that Luthor was in jail for a long time and like jail prison changed him. So, yeah. uh, like, you know, he, at, at one point he literally shivs Superman, like, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. So it's. I mean, I think he's fine. I just don't think it's the best iteration. I would have liked to see him just sort of start the character over from scratch. I feel like he could have been a good Luther 
if he didn't have another thing like hanging around his neck oh. uh, to start with. So, oh. uh, but I'm you know I'm excited for Eisenberg. I think Eisenberg is great. So yeah, um, I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, there's one other thing that I'm going to throw out there, and that's um, the idea. Are you? You're a Pee Wee Herman fan, right? I mean... The only way I can answer that question is no. Yeah, I don't mean Paul Rubens. I don't mean his, like, long, shady past. I just mean, like, when you were a kid, did you watch Pee... You like Pee Wee's Playhouse? I have like, vague... They have the vaguest of memories of that show. Really? I loved Pee Wee's Playhouse. Just, that mean, was, like, like I mean, a like, big like, thing No, I, me. I mean, like... Li- I mean, no, I mean, I watched it, but I have literally the vaguest of memories yeah. of it. I remember the chair... Yeah, Cherry. All right. Chair, the chair's name was Cherry. As opposed to, like, Cherry Johnson. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, I just have, like, wisps of memories of the side characters. I don't remember anything much about Pee-wee himself. Do you remember except, Cowboy Curtis? Uh, yes, I do, actually. Larry Fishburne. Cowboy Curtis. Oh, really? Yeah, it's oh, Larry Fishburne. That's, well, okay. <laughs> you, the movies didn't do anything for you either? You didn't see the movies. Really? Yes, really. Wow. No man, that's no. that's surprising to me in a way. I guess I don't know. I don't. I think by the time those movies came out, I did not need more Pee Wee in my life. I mean, I, I am what, not. What year did those things come out? Seriously. Oh, I mean, it's uh, Wee. First... Because I will tell you what I was into at that time period. Yeah, when those things came out, and why I would not see Pee. I mean, for one thing. If it was at that point where we could not go to movies by ourselves... Oh, it definitely was. I mean, we're talking late 80s. I'm looking it up here. I want, yeah, you know you've known my parents for pushing 20 years. Yeah. I want you to picture a world where my parents take me to go see Pee-wee in a movie theater. Think about that. Um, yes. Uh, 1985 is... 85... Oh, damn it. That can't, that's... Yeah, nine, the, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. There are two. There's... Uh, Big Top Pee-wee, mm-hmm. and uh, there's Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay. So, Pee-wee's Big Adventure was 1985. Well, so we were two. That's the good one. That's Tim Burton. Well, we were too young for that. Right. And that's uh, Tim. That's Pee-wee, his bike gets stolen. It's the whole movie is about him trying to find his bike. Yeah, I mean, I remember that. Then Vaguely. Big Top Pee-wee. Pee- no, Big Top Pee-wee. Big, Big diff- Top Pee-wee. Yeah. Uh, that's 1988. And the TV show is actually sort of in between. I thought the show came first, mm. um, but the movie came first uh, in 85, and then the series, Pee-wee's Playhouse, started in 86. So it started right after, oh. basically, and then ran through, and Big Top Pee-wee happened in the middle there. Okay. Um, and, like, the Big Top Pee-wee, not great, but Pee-wee's Big Adventure is fantastic, and it's, uh, you know... It's er, it's early Burton. It's pre Batman Burton. Yeah. Um. And it's re- he's really messing with all that suburbia shit in that movie, which is right. Really fun. Well, okay. So, at at the age that we are now, yeah. I would be willing to go back and watch that one. Yeah. Well, I feel like so 85, 85, I feel like that was you know it was of the right era in that like when we were kids, like yeah we wouldn't have seen that in the theater. No, we but were way when, too young. But when we were like in you know elementary school, like that movie would have been out around long enough that like anyone with an older brother or an older sister probably had like a VHS of that. Like it was one of those things that you like, you could probably go to somebody's house and watch it in their house, you know? Except us because for one thing, I, so I have two older sisters. Right. Um, two years above me and then six years above me. Right. And I'm the oldest. And and you are the oldest. So you didn't have it. Mm Mm-hmm. And we certainly didn't have it because no fucking way my parents, (laughs) my parents buying that thing. That's not happening. That's true. Um, 
We, we, we had very, very few VHSs. Yeah. Uh, we would rent stuff quite Oh, yeah, no, we did too. But we didn't own many VHSs because nobody wanted to do that. Yeah, my parents didn't own a lot. I mean, we had a, we had a good number, um, and a lot of that, I think, comes with sort of the age difference between me and my sister's three years and then my brother's eight years below me. So, like, there were a lot of Disney movies, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I would get movies for me, and then I was... Like, all the way down, basically. So, yeah. um, But they didn't buy a lot of movies for oh. themselves. Like, we didn't have a lot of, like, grown-up movies. Yeah, I, I have no idea where most of our VHSs came from. Yeah. Like, well, like, ones that I remember that were in the house growing up. We had My Fair Lady, which mm-hmm. my sister watched. Oh, sure. With alarming frequency. My sister watched Dirty yeah. Dancing with alarming frequency, mm-hmm. which I... Yeah. We had Lawrence of Arabia, which I did not watch. Yeah. I remember... There was the last emperor was kicking around. Oh, okay. Wow. So you got you had classy stuff in your house. We had we well okay. So the, the movies that I watched with with frequency yeah. that were in the house were so there was the Seahawk with Errol Flynn. Yeah. Robin Hood with Errol Flynn. Mm-hmm. Twenty thousand um, leagues. Twenty thousand under the sea. Yeah. Which I watched constantly. Oh, yeah. And uh, um, not Raiders, but Lost Ark. Lost Ark. Oh, okay. Lost Ark. I have seen a gajillion times. Sure. And. Don't regret it. Yeah, no. Great, great I love movie. Lost Ark. Great, great movie. Uh, wait, you mean Last Crusade? What did I say? You said Lost Ark, That's which wrong. would be Raiders. Not Raiders. You mean Last Crusade. No, no, Crusade. We, did not, we did not have Raiders. Yes. Raiders, to me, was like the phantom fairy tale <laughs> that, that that like didn't exist. Right. Because I remembered Temple of Doom, but I was always too scared to watch it because right. of the heart thing. Uh-huh. Um, and then... Last Crusade, I watched. Well, Last Crusade is amazing. Yeah, when you're a child, we were like the perfect age group to be who yeah. have been like reared on Last Crusade. Yeah, no, Last Crusade was great. Yeah, um, um, <laughs> made my armies be <laughs> the, the the rocks and the trees <laughs> and the birds in the sky. <laughs> um, we had let's see, what did we have? We had uh, Kevin Costner, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Ooh. Um, watched that one a lot when I was like some Robin Hoods. Yeah. When I was younger, uh, we I used to watch a movie a lot, um, and the one thing my parents like would always fast forward through was the opening scene when he's in the Crusade prison. I don't remember anything about at the very beginning. He's like a prisoner in the Crusades. I remember Crusades. seeing it in theaters, but then that yeah, and that I didn't like it very much. Well, that's all right. I don't think it's aged very well. I'm not surprised. Um, it's well, it's, it's a Kevin Costner movie Costner. That's, that's not Dances with Wolves. It's true. <laughs> like, um. So at the very beginning, he's like a prisoner in the Crusades, and, uh, oh, and a guy gets his a guy gets his arm cut off. Um, oh. They're 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 punishing them by cutting their hands off by cutting people's hands off, and yeah. the way they do, they like lash one guy's hand to another guy's hand, and then uh, Kevin when it's Kevin Costner's turn at the last minute, he pulls the other guy's arm all the way towards him, so the other guy gets his arm cut off, which like seems like an inevitable move if that's how you're cutting people's hands off like i can't believe it took that long for somebody to pull that maneuver so yeah um so i used to watch that a lot um we uh, the teenage mutant ninja turtles live action watched the shit out of that movie yeah um yeah bought that one later we had uh uh karate kid part three that's my like weird one where you're like wait you own which one uh karate kid part three which is i don't even know what happens in that one yeah no it's not what you'd call good is that the one with will smith's kid uh, (laughs) no although that movie's actually not that bad that movie's actually pretty good it's bad no it's too long is the problem it's like six hours yeah no it's way too long but jackie chan is really good in it that may be but the movie's like six hours yeah um, and then, uh, I try like watching was... that movie without any audio. Seriously. <laughs> I was, I was, 
I was trying to watch it at a friend's house some, I don't know, years ago, whenever it was on, on like, on demand. Yeah. And the audio wasn't really working, so there was, like, a, like the vaguest... It was like someone had plugged in uh, headphones. Yeah. And they and so the volume was cranked all the way up, and that's what you could hear. So we yeah. put the subtitles on, and we're just like, I'm falling asleep. Jesus I'm falling no. asleep. No, that sounds awful. Um, and then the other, like, weird... When are they going to get to sweep the leg, Johnny? <laughs> oh, my God. Hurry up. The other, uh, the other one is uh, uh, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Star Trek Three. Yeah, I don't know why, but for some reason that was for a long time. Eventually, I got the whole box set, but for some reason, I owned huh. just that one for a long that time. That is a weird just one. Yeah, to own. I know, and I don't remember how it happened. I think I watched it at a friend's house. Yeah, and that might have been my first proper introduction to. Like original Star Trek, like upon thinking really? about it, yeah. I mean, I was certainly like aware of Star Trek, and yeah. I certainly watched episodes of Next Generation as oh, a kid. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I don't think I really had a sense of Next Generation in the context of the original series. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure I watched Search for Spock at a friend's house, um, and then some, and then ended up with a copy of that movie somehow. Yeah. And but just that one because it was the only one I'd seen. Right. Um, which was so sad because I was only off by one. I was only I only missed the best Star Trek by one movie. <laughs> well, that's how all the Star Treks were. I know. Um, um, oh, I forgot. And my and my sister watched D two the Mighty Ducks. Oh, we had a bunch of the Mighty Ducks constantly. movies constantly. Yeah, we had a lot of Mighty Ducks uh, movies. I remember my introduction to Star Trek. So certainly next gen. Yeah. Um, I remember we had for some reason. We had one that we had taped, like off TV. Oh yeah, and it was the episode where they all get where they all get they contract a disease from like an old ship, and they all get really horny. Oh yeah, the one where Data gets laid. That's the one. That's like, like first season. That's early. Oh yeah, it's like the, um, it's, like, it's like the second episode. It's the third episode. It's yeah. uh, it's called uh, the Naked Now. Yes, um, that is correct. Because it's a yes. it's a literally it is like a remake. Of an original series episode called right. "The Naked Time," right? And they and they reference it. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Literally, then they're like, "Oh, Leonard McCoy solved this problem a hundred yeah, right. years ago." Anyway, so we had we had that one on tape for yeah. some reason, um, and then we just watched it every Saturday. But I remember my introduction to original series. <laughs> oh wait, I like the idea of you watching Data get laid every week. I, well, I every remember Saturday. being like, "No, no, no, I didn't. No, no, we watched." <laughs> I didn't watch that one every Saturday. I Wait, watched... but I like that version of the story better, though. Fine. You do you, bro. You do you. No, I watched whatever was being on TV. On TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember my introduction to original cast uh, Star Trek mm-hmm. was it was on it was in syndication on Channel 56. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and it, at, like, 11 at night. Mm-hmm. And I would, like, go downstairs and watch it. Like I was just like watching Star Trek at eleven at night. When yeah, I no, I used to old. do that too in yeah. the summertime. All parents, the, a lot my parents actually. Didn't, I mean, they probably knew, but yeah, they didn't care. No, it used to be on reruns in the summer. I would watch it like yeah, late yeah. at night all the time. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, and I certainly yeah. came into it at that point. But I was like, yeah. this Star Trek is so much sillier than next gen. <laughs> like, and then okay. I got into I got into all the books. That's what really did it for me. Oh, is God, that no. like my public library had. Like all kinds of Star Trek books and Star Wars books, and some of the original series books are really weird. Like they had uh, like novelizations of all the episodes. Oh, um, weird. Yeah, and they were like they were in like collections, so it would be like one novel that had like 
four or five episodes like novelized um so i like i read all of the episodes and there is some like i I think there are some episodes that i still haven't actually properly seen but i know all the plots of all the episodes because i read them all a bunch when i was in like middle school the only ones i haven't seen is uh when they all went up on netflix i made it i was on a crusade to watch them all and i got as far as like the second half of the last season yeah when shit gets real weird yeah season three is rough and i was just like i can't yeah I just can't. Uh, I am almost done rewatching Battlestar, and Star Trek is next. Original series Star Trek mm. is next for me, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but uh, yeah, this all started with Pee Wee Herman a million minutes ago. Um, I don't I fucking I don't know. Um, but uh, there's talk of a Pee Wee Herman movie happening again with another Pee Wee Herman with Paul Rubens. He's brought he's brought Pee Wee back. He did like a stage show uh how does in he la work they man did like an hbo special dude you know it's weird it's one of those things and i was talking about this with a couple people this week because of the bill cosby thing did you hear about this i ignored it i saw it popping up in my trending thing yeah. and i was like Mm-mm, yeah not, not so, click not clicking this bait yeah so bill cosby hannibal burris who's a comedian yeah. he's very funny yeah. um did a bit uh in chicago last week where he talked about Bill Cosby, how 13 women have accused Bill Cosby of, of like, you know, rape and yeah. molestation, terrible things. Um, and so, but like, you know, nobody, nobody wants to talk about it. A lot of people don't even know about it. Um, it's something that we all kind of seem to have collectively decided we were just going to ignore a long time ago. Um, and it was yeah, kind of the same thing. I feel like to a certain degree happened with Woody Allen, um, where... Like, yeah, we all knew there was, like, a shady thing. Do you, do you, want, me get, you want me to get Jamie? No, I don't want to go down this road again. Yeah. But it's, again, it's that thing where it's, like, you know, people sort of, some people choose to, like, get really up in arms about it. And a lot of other people chose to sort of be like, yeah, I mean, maybe something happened. Maybe something didn't happen. We don't really know. I'm going to keep watching these movies. So, um, I mean, Paul Rubens is a different story because no, man. He, did, he, he did some shit. And he, we know that he did some yeah, shit. No, and there's no it, two ways about it, you it know? Was, it was Pee-Pee's Playhouse. Yeah, exactly. Like, um and he was like a punchline for the longest time like he eventually became a punchline especially to to our generation you know mirror shoes was like the thing so but he's you know he's kind of come back people sort of said like okay that was a long time ago he fucked up you know he seems to be trying to get shit together and let's you know give him a chance to be funny i guess and so uh he's sort of so he's brought peewee back a couple times and he did like an hbo special and he did uh uh, uh, stage show. Does and... Pee Wee not kind of creep you out anyway? Ah, and I'm not talking about Paul Rubens. I'm talking about Pee Wee Herman. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to go back and I haven't really watched a Pee Wee any Pee Wee stuff in a long time. I'd have to go back and watch it like no, as an I'm adult. About the character of Pee Wee. Yeah, Herman. no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I only have like I had sort of recollections of Pee Wee. But look, as we learned like two weeks ago me. when Do we watched, hold on a second, no, but when we watched that fucking robot girl show like two weeks ago like yeah i had recollections of that show but no idea of just how <laughs> fucked up that show actually was like i don't you know i if i were to watch some episodes of peewee's playhouse now i might feel very different about them well uh speaking of all i got let's uh let's talk about let's talk about john wick all right john let's talk wick. about the reason we're here today bill s preston esquire badass shooting uh, for the record that's ted theodore logan uh and speaking of ted theodore logan uh we should do a little quick shout out on our podcast today because uh today our good friend bill man uh and his hey! lovely wife jen had another little baby yeah uh, and his name is theodore yeah so uh they're still trying to come up with a middle name and uh uh, our, our, Ted our friend Ben rightly suggested uh, Logan. It should be Theodore Logan. Yes. So, 
Um, so yeah, so happy well, happy it is, it is Bill and Ted birthday to little 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 Teddy O'Connell. Um, Correct. So I really I was really hoping he said his name is Theodore. I was like, please tell me you're gonna name him you're gonna nickname him Theo so I can buy you a million Cosby sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> Theo. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, John Wick, um, John Wick. Now, here's what I'm going to say. We went and saw this movie mm-hmm. Friday night, you and me and Jamie. Mm-hmm. As the lights went down before the movie started, Jamie turned to me and said, I don't know anything about this movie. I didn't either. Except that it has Keanu Reeves and a puppy. Oh. And I said to myself. Oh no, I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> because the setup of this movie, the premise of this movie, which, you know, to be clear, all of the advertising, uh, which, to be fair, all the advertising has been very clear on this point. They have not tried to, like, hide this or sidestep around it. Keanu Reeves plays a retired hitman whose wife uh, is, dies. And she of natural causes. She dies of natural causes. She has a she has a disease. So she dies of a debil- she dies of a of a yeah non specific debilitating disease. Yes. Um. And after she dies, she leaves. She gifts him this puppy. Um. She she. Which by the way must have been a real trick. I was thinking about that. It's it's how the fuck do you do that? It's literally I wrote down puppy dead man switch, which I think is great. It's like you told some delivery service like when scour die, the obituaries. When I die, find the cutest puppy that you can, yeah. call it Daisy, train it to do everything, yeah. give it and then card. give it to Keanu Reeves. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck, man? <laughs> it's very elaborate. Um, I so, want to see that go like let's take that motherfucker to probate. <laughs> like that's all bullshit. <laughs> So, so like, the day after... The movie starts, basically, with... You don't really see their relationship or whatever. It starts with, like, it's, she just died, and it's, it's her actually, funeral. Actually, it starts with him dying. Sort of. Well, we'll Allegedly. We'll get back to that. Uh. Um, but it starts with her funeral, and then, like, right after her funeral, this, this puppy shows up with a card from his wife that's like, hey... You know, this disease was hanging over us for a while, which I also appreciated that little drop because you saw her, like, collapse... While they were on a date, and then you saw uh, him, like, at the hospital, and then you saw him tell a doctor to unplug the machine. Mm. And I was like, really? That seems, like, what's going on? Why did he just, what's, a little a little explanation would have been nice as to why he's shutting the machine off. But then she says, oh, this disease has loomed over us. So I was like, oh, okay, that's really all I needed. Like, I can now infer, I'm happy to infer that, like, she knew this was coming. She put a lot of thought into this, and she, you know, probably had a, a DNR set up, like a do not resuscitate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she chose how she wanted to go, and he's respecting that wish. And like, okay, that's fine. she also had, that's all I needed. She also had a warehouse full of cute, pregnant dogs. Yeah, apparently. So, like, so, uh, so, so, so she, you know, you, you're you're mourning. Uh, you, I want, I don't want you to be alone. So, you know, let this puppy be someone who you can bond with and sort of you know move on with your life um she couldn't leave him some fucking dog food i don't apparently not that would look that would have ruined the surprise okay like you don't want to spoil your she own post-death no, man, she, surprise she, she, gift. she could have sent like a care package with the puppy it's like <laughs> here's a little bit of dog food because it's the middle of the night yep. when this thing gets yeah. delivered <laughs> yeah the delivery service is working very late like <laughs> 
But he does pour the dog a bowl of cereal, which I think is adorable. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> I was like, can dogs do that? Should we be giving, can you give a dog milk? Can why they, why can don't you just throw that? some chocolate in there? Yeah, I know, right? I was like, are those Cocoa Pebbles? This could not turn out well. Um, <sighs> but no, so you get a you get Want to little... find out if your puppy has an allergy? Yeah. Let's roll them dice. Jesus. So you get you get a little bit of, you know, him and the dog kind of bonding. That puppy is fucking adorable. It's an adorable puppy. He is puppy. the most adorable of all puppies. Yeah. Um, he's a cute dog. And then uh, he has this sort of chance encounter. Uh, he goes, he's filling this car up at the gas station, and he has this chance encounter with these, like, Russian mafia lackeys, essentially, um, who they, you know, they want his car. They like his car. They want his car. Yeah, he refuses he to... Old, he has an old Mustang. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, he refuses to sell his old Mustang to them, so then they break into his apartment that night. Beat the shit out of they him. They beat the shit out of him, and then they kick the dog to death. They literally murder this dog in a very violent fashion. It's awful. It's really, really terrible. And 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 what's worse is they, they kick the dog to death, and then, you know, they're also beating up Keanu Reeves, so he kind of sees the dog like crumpled over in the corner and then he blacks out and the camera goes to black and when it comes back it starts on this like the bloody print on the on the floor and then it tilts up and you see this like streak of blood running across the floor that leads to the dog lying dead next to Keanu so the dog clearly like picked up his own like limp, bleeding, dying body, oh. and dragged himself across the floor. Oh, that's not how. I, so that's he could not, lie down next is, to Keanu. That is not how I read that at all. Oh, really? I read that they. I read it as that just to prove that they're really dicks. That they dragged the they puppy. They dragged the puppy and put it next to him so that it would be the first thing he saw when he woke up. That's very cruel. I I think it's the. I think it's supposed to be that the the Dude, dog the rolled thing. himself Dude, over. Okay, they killed his puppy. They yeah. killed his morning puppy. At which point I turn to look at jamie and she is sobbing she is so upset and rightly so rightly so i would i couldn't believe she didn't just walk right out of the movie but like i could tell at that point like she was done she was gone she was just fuck this movie fuck everything about this like there was no way the movie was ever going to pull her win her back like there that the the line had been crossed and this is like 10, 15 minutes maybe into the movie. Maybe. This is very early on. Yeah. So, like, that's what I really want to talk about is, did, did you have that same problem? Did well, you I, feel I, like... Okay, so I knew absolutely nothing about this movie. Yeah. I knew nothing. Okay. And did I have the same problem? <sighs> to a certain extent, yes. Okay. Because that's just, that shit just is not right. That is not right. And I don't, like, there is nothing you can do to come back from that being wrong. Period. That having been said, I, this is going to sound a little coarse. I paid admission to a movie, and I'm going to have to speak to the world about it. Yeah. I'm going to pay attention. Yeah. So, here I am, and I was not happy about the puppy, because it was a goddamn cute puppy. And even if it had been an ugly puppy, it still ain't right. You don't yeah. you don't touch a man's well, dog or a man's car. I'm well, sorry. This is okay, but this is the thing I want to talk about because you know this is like a weird like movie thing. Excuse me. This is like a weird movie thing. Yeah. And I was thinking about it because a couple weeks ago I stumbled into the middle of Independence Day, mm. and there's the scene in Independence Day when uh, all the alien ships uh, start blowing up the cities. 
Yep. And Vivica Fox and her kid are in the subway tunnel or in the uh, highway tunnel. Mm-hmm. And they with the first lady. No, no, no. Before that, they they they're in the tunnel and like the fireball is like coming down the tunnel and oh, she yeah. kicks in the door. Right. And then the dog is still in the car and she like yells for the dog and the dog like jumps in right, at the right. last possible second. And everybody second. cheers. Yeah, exactly. Everybody that, loves a dog. Man. I think that was the moment for me where I sort of had the realization that like movies don't kill dogs yeah and if they do kill a dog it's like a big fucking deal like that character is like completely like that completely guy, irredeemable that like scum yeah. yeah i mean think about the beginning of the 18 yeah i think about how they handle the dogs yeah exactly yeah you never have a, a good guy doesn't kill a dog never ever ever and you know, to be fair they don't do that here like the guys who kill the dog they're very right. irredeemable scum um but you know they treat the dog in this movie i mean that's basically what sends keanu reeves over the edge is the dog gets killed and it was the last gift from his dead wife and so he goes back into full-on hitman mode and you know goes after like this entire russian crime family now yeah um so in you know, some in some very preposterous ways right but, but but aside from that they you know they treat the death of this dog the same way that another movie would treat like the death of his wife essentially like this this exact same scenario could have played out with they killed his you know, wife. With, yeah, exactly. Like, he's been, he, no, he's been see, retired. But, but if they he's did with that, his wife. They break into his house. See, they kill his wife. And then he goes no, back if, on revenge. If, if it was, like, the death of a wife or a child, they yeah. wouldn't have been able to cast Keanu Reeves. It would have to be Denzel Washington. <laughs> Why? That's all he does in movies. That is that is kind of true. That Seriously, is... all he does is lose wives and, ch- and children and then hunt down and kill, lar- everybody. And kill large swaths of people. Yeah. But that's, but that's my point, though, is, like, that's a thing you see all the time and so in a way i guess it's kind of like yeah it's not you get kind of desensitized to it. it's like oh they killed his wife so he goes and kills a bunch of people like the idea of like they kill like the the not only that they kill a dog but they kill a dog that has like an incredible emotional connection for him and that like we have spent actual proper time with like there have been i've there, there are movies. Spend, no, 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 no. We spent no time with this dog. This dog has screen time of like five or ten minutes. Yeah, but I think that's and, all and, you and, need. And in though. that whole time, all we see is Keanu not knowing what to do with the dog and feeding it fucking cornflakes. Well, and, no, that's and, why it's not that necessarily that we see Keanu bond with the dog so much. We, but the audience, I think, gets to bond with the dog. Like, there's enough of the dog being really cute and adorable that like we become emotionally invested. Dude, the in the first dog. twenty minutes of this movie were just internet pornography. It was like for the guys, we've got some fast muscle cars sliding around on an airfield for absolutely no reason, and forgive me, and for everyone. Here's, like, the cutest puppy you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But, eh. but I'm saying... Is, now let's make a movie where people get shot. But that's what I'm saying is that, that you know, the movie's taking a risk. It's taking a very big risk that, you know, I'm sure that my wife is not alone. I'm sure there are many other people who well, will was, go see this movie and have the exact same reaction, which is, like, once the dog dies, it's like, nope, I am checked out of this movie. Like, I, I, I do not I was, want to watch I anything mean, else, was, you know? I mean, I was definitely repulsed by the death of the dog. Yeah. Because I love dogs. Yeah. No, I do too. But that's what I'm saying is at the same, like, it's a risk, but, you know, 
yes, I was upset to watch the dog die. And to, again, watching it die in a really horrifying like fashion um, is really what does it. But I, I guess like my sort of intellectual rationalization is, yeah, they're treating it the same way other like a million other movies have treated right. like you killed my wife or you killed my kid. Yeah, no, but I think it's it a good here point. it actually has like, it resonates in a different way, in a way that, like I said, it's it's much well, riskier. You know? Well, it's way more. What it is is that it's way more despicable. It's like killing an infant versus killing an adult. Right. Exactly. There is nothing that dog could have possibly have done to deserve that. Right. And whereas with adults, it's like uh you piss off a lot of people in your life and you, you can try your damnedest to be yeah. a good person. You're going to piss off somebody. Sure. It's going to happen. So, um, I mean, I think it's, but it's a puppy. Yeah, no, exactly. That's so, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's trying to create a, a stronger connection to the audience so that you get so upset by the death of the dog that you want to see Keanu just go completely bananas well, and destroy everything. I think they missed the mark. See, it worked for me. That's the thing. Like I, I, I no. see it. What it did for me is it, it didn't, I mean, it was appalling, but it also just felt really unmotivated. Yeah. It may, I mean, yes, you stole his car, which he never recovered, by the way. That's true. The car, which, again, I think is important um, because, again, it's trying to lay it all on the dog. It's like, yeah, they stole my car, whatever. Like, he kind of doesn't give a shit about the car. He cares about you the know? car, man. Well, no, he would like to have his car back for certainly. I mean, he, it's not like he doesn't go looking for the car, but, like... Even if they gave him his car back, he still would have killed all those people. Like, you know, right. it's... I'm sorry, but killing all the people seemed really, really, really unmotivated. Yes, it was a cute puppy. Yes, it was a terrible thing. He killed, like, six dozen people. This man is a mass murderer. Oh, you know, he's... He's, he's, like, I he's mean, a I'm... beast. He's the boogeyman. I mean, that's... They no, literally no, no, make no, no, him no, out as no, the boogeyman. No, no, no. I mean, like, so Charles Manson? No, no, no. No, no, no. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Like... He kills everyone. Literally. And he, and what I love is he shoots everybody in the face. You know? Like, and that's, and I think it's a really great, simple way of showing that, like, why he's an awesome hitman. Like, why he's so good at his job. Because, like, he's wearing a vest. He assumes everybody else is wearing a vest. The one place you can be sure that if you shoot someone, they're probably going to die is shoot him in the face. And a lot of people, he shoots more than once in the face. Right. He takes the zombie land double tap rule to, like, the extreme. Sure. So, like... And not only that, but again, it's also, not only is it being, like, efficient, but it's also, like, it's a lot harder to shoot somebody in the face than it is to shoot them in the chest. You know, it's a much smaller target, yeah. especially if you're far away. Sure. So, it's, like, it's sort of a very quick and simple and a way to show his, like, his skill and his efficiency. And that's the thing I like about his... That's all fine. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I won't disagree with you there. I will not. And that's... some of the action was fine. I really see. I really liked the action. I think the action is all really, really well staged. And part of the thing I really like about it yeah. is that it's he's yes, he's like an insane, unkillable, like you know, killing he's, machine. He's, he's way too indestructible in this movie. Yeah, I mean, he gets pretty messed up a couple of times. True, and he's just fine. Well, he also gets, uh, you know, he gets a little bit of help here and there, which is nice, you know. Well, that's fine. Um, but the, good but, job, Willem Dafoe. Right. Um, finally, but, finally playing a good guy. But he doesn't have like like yeah, he like never really. He, yes, he's, like, completely unkillable, but he also doesn't have, like, superhuman abilities, you know? He's not, like, jumping, like, super jumping over a wall or, no, like... No, I, Which, not, not to all. say, like, comic booky, but it's not like, oh, like, that seems like a thing that a person probably couldn't do. Like, Man. he's just, like... He doesn't he have like carries a lot yeah, of guns. He doesn't have kung, like crazy kung fu skills. He's just like really fit. He just moves really efficiently. It's brutal efficiency. That's really what what his forte is. All right. 
What I really loved, though, about this movie is the world in which it exists is really interesting to I'll me. give you that, yes. Um, like, he... The best part of the whole movie, far and away, is the hotel. Yeah, no, no that question. hotel is fucking awesome. So he goes to this hotel... The Continental. The Continental, great name. Very um, good name. He goes to the, he goes to this, this fancy hotel. It's the Hitman Hotel. Yeah, all of the, like, local, you know, assassins and crime bosses and, like, they, they all basically stay at this hotel where, like, they all... It's, you know, it's Switzerland. They all have amnesty within the confines of this hotel. Yep. Nobody conducts business in the hotel. Everybody, No one will attack anybody else in the hotel. Everybody is safe. Even if they don't like each other, it's like, well, we're in the that's hotel. The rule. Those are the rules of the hotel. Yeah. Like, that's a world in which I want... That's so fucking awesome. Like, I love that shit. Yeah. I also really like the, like, special gold coins. Like, everybody yeah. operates on these, like, magical, like, gold coins. Yep. Which... Uh, it's like, oh, you want to earn a coin? Here, take like a put a coin in the slot. It opens the door to like the, the downstairs bar. Yeah, uh, they pay the cleaning crew in gold coins. It's those, it's those little touches where it's like, it's not quite reality. Like this is, it's, <laughs> it feels pulpy. It feels comic yeah, booky, right? Um, without being again like superpowers, without, you know? Yeah, and I, I mean, I certainly appreciated that. I, yeah, I will absolutely go there with you. Um, um, yeah. The 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 other thing that's really great about this movie, I think, is uh, that again sort of elevates it a little bit. Mm. Um, is the cast mm. like mm-hmm. talk about a murderer's mm-hmm. row of yeah. potential yeah. parts of the Ghostbusters here for us? Yes. I mean, yes. so what's great about it is that you've got a lot of supporting characters, a lot of like minor roles that have you know one or two scenes um where they might not even do a lot they might just sort of have a couple of lines deliver some exposition get the character from you know point a to point b but because they bring in really great actors like john leguizamo to you know (laughs) just sort of hey go he's with this guy you go over there you know or uh lance reddick from the wire who plays the concierge at the hotel like he's phenomenal um you also have uh the guy who plays lester freeman on the wire as the hitman in the room next door who babysits uh uh perkins the the lady hit man lady assassin um, hit woman. Hit woman. Yes, hit woman. I don't know why I said lady hit man. That's dumb. That uh, make the female assassin. Boy, did she suck! By the way, the reason why the hotel is appealing to people like us is because we like to believe in honor among thieves. Yeah, exactly. And she had none. Yes, no, that's true. But she also gets, you know, well, she she pays the price. She pays the price for, pays it. The price for that in, so. in fabulous fashion. Well, um, yes, indeed. You also have uh, you also have Ian McShane. Wearing an ascot and swilling martinis, yeah, <laughs> in the basement, you know, club bar of the hotel, yeah, fucking. I think he, I think he runs the hotel because they make the thing of like, oh, is it still the same? O- it looks nicer, but is it the same owner? I think he owns the hotel. Yeah, um, he's he's just he's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's just Ian McShane being Ian McShane, but oh my god, so great. Mm-hmm. Um, Willem Dafoe, obviously, obviously Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe playing, uh, you know, is his ex partner. I actually really like that bit too because like it's a really kind of great setup um, because he's the only one that goes to the wife's funeral. Yeah, um, and so you get the sense of like you don't really know a lot about wick at the at the time or um, willem dafoe or willem dafoe and willem dafoe is so creepy yeah to well yeah just... i kind of had the got the vibes like oh i wonder if he's like a cop like someone who he 
yeah. deals with, you know? Um, uh, the guy who plays cops, the cop, the Thomas cop. Sadowski. <laughs> Thomas Sadowski is the, as the beat cop who comes yeah. to his door. Also fantastic. Hey, Jimmy. And then you also have David Patrick Kelly, uh, who plays the head of the cleanup crew. Yeah. Um, David Patrick Kelly, uh, probably best known as uh, the guy from uh, Luther, I think. No. Well, he's Luther in... Uh, he might be Luther in both of those movies. He's Luther in uh, 48 Hours, and he's also, I think his name is also Luther in uh, The Warriors. He's the guy with the bottles on his finger at the end of The Warriors. Warriors, come out and play! <laughs> oh, that guy. That guy's awesome. And yeah. He's the head of the cleaning crew, He's and he's great in the head. He's got a couple of lines, but he, like, he automatically brings some gravitas to the role. Yeah. With Jamie and I actually saw him in, he was like in the chorus uh, in the Broadway version of Once, which was really great. He's, he's got like a one or two scenes there. He's really good in it. Um, but yeah, no, this whole movie, Bridget Moynihan has like a little, is in it as his wife. She's got like, she just appears in like a cell phone video basically and like a quick flashback. Yeah. Um, and Alfie Allen, who's, uh, plays Theon Greyjoy in, uh, in Game of Thrones is all, he's the kid. He's the kid who has his dog killed. So well, uh, yeah. like, it's a really great supporting cast. Like having all of these sort of familiar faces, you automatically like sit up and pay attention. Yeah. In that, in whenever one of those scenes mm-hmm. takes place, you know, um, the one that actually threw me for loop is uh, the guy who plays the head Russian gangster, who it should be noted is named Vigo. Yes, <laughs> he Vigo is Vigo. The, Vigo the Carpathian. <laughs> yeah, sadly he is not the Carpathian. No, Michael Nyquist. Michael Nyquist. Nyquist. Yeah, exactly. It's actually who, a V. I think he's very good. I think he's I think he's very good. I think he makes that character three-dimensional in a way that you kind of need. I give them credit for not casting Boris. Uh Raid Serpegia? I don't even know his name. Wait, who do you who do you mean by the guy, Boris? The guy who plays the Russian guy? It, like the Russian bad guy in The Saint, the guy who Bruce Wayne gives his coat to in Batman Begins and he goes, "Nice coat." Is that the same guy? Yeah. No, no, no the, the guy who plays Boris in in uh Boris the Blade in yes, Snatch. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Raid Serpegia. Is that the same guy? It's the same guy. I didn't realize that was him in Batman Begins. Look what I wrote in my notebook. Where's Raid Serpegia? <laughs> I could not believe that that, yeah. no, that wasn't Raid Serpegia. Like, that ha- he had that role in the bag. I yeah. can't believe they didn't use him. Yeah. I mean, he even looked like him. Yeah. No, I was like, I was astounded. I could not believe. I was like, that, 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 how did he not get this role? Was he busy? Was yeah, he, he must have been. Was he, did he, was he sick? Did he have the flu? Should we be worried about Raid Serpentia? I don't know. Good lord. But yeah, he was a shoe-in. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he was too obvious. I mean, I I guess, but I don't I mean, care. He, he just it's just wonderful. Guy just appears all over the place. Yeah. It's like when he rolled up in X-Men, I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> hi, Boris. <laughs> um, I also, I feel I felt like you wouldn't appreciate that he got to fight, uh, John Wick got to fight an epic sub-boss. Yeah. Um, and you get to fight him a couple of times, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Like, he fights him in the club, uh, and, like, he gets the better of him a couple of times. Like, he fights him in the club, and then he hits him with a car, and then he fights him when yeah. he's got the bag over his head. Like, right. he, he gets to fight that that one guy a couple of times. And, yeah. like, that had all the, like, the earmarks of the 80s epic sub-boss. And it's like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's actually not a name actor. In a movie full of name actors, it was not a name actor. But he had a just distinct enough face that you would recognize like, him. Oh, you're like, oh, guy. that's the guy from that other scene. Oh, this fucking guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then Dean Winters. And then Dean Winters. <laughs> fucking Dean Winters. Yeah. Um, He's mayhem. What did you think uh, about the subtitles? There's a really interesting sort of style 
with the subtitles. Oh, eh, too much. The, I think that the... A little overcooked. The the way it would, like, highlight certain words was a little over the line. Like, when yeah. the, every time it said the word boogeyman, it was, like, big, bright, boogie. big red boogie. letters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I liked the way that they would kind of appear on screen in different configurations. Yeah, no, that's fine. And, like, if, and if they wanted to italicize, maybe... That would have been yeah. okay, but colorization, too much. At one point, there's a shot which I which really stuck out in my mind mm. uh, when he gets sort of to the end there, uh, when he when he finally finds where the kid is, um, and it's, all, it's cutting around to all of the guys, all of the guards around that, like, vacant lot kind of thing, yeah. and there's a shot where the guy is, like, up. Uh, up uh, on a platform and he's looking out and you can see there's like a steel girder that sort of goes diagonally across the screen like off to the side and then the subtitles come in as he's like talking on the walkie and the words kind of appear diagonally down not like alongside the girder but they sort of stack diagonally along the the girder i was like yeah that's great like it's it's sort of interacting with the what's in the frame yeah which i I think is great i really love that's fine i just didn't like the weird font and the colorizing it's just a little i think it might be a bit too much i but i always appreciate when somebody puts just like the most rudimentary of thought into how subtitles will actually appear Mm -hmm. on the screen uh, one of my favorites, and I haven't gone back. To, I should really go back and rewatch it. Um, but uh, uh, Night Watch was it Night Watch, Night Watch or Day Watch? I think it was Night Watch. Whichever one comes first, uh, which is like this big Russian, uh, like supernatural, like vampire type movie. Um, and the whole thing is subtitled for the U.S. Obviously, and uh, the subtitles were really cool. They would like appear on screen like uh you know sort of a word at a time you could actually kind of follow it was like it wasn't just like uh, reading the words that was remaining on the screen yeah. as soon as he starts talking the whole sentence is there it was like no 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 it felt like the words would sort of appear as he was talking it felt like way more interactive you know mm-hmm. um so i i always appreciate when somebody actually gives a shit about their subtitles well i suspect that we're going to be seeing a little bit more a little bit just a little bit more of yeah. that because of the text message problem yeah no absolutely which That's i feel really like, i feel like a convention for text messaging on screen is developing yeah. um no i agree um i really I've like been seeing it more and more and it's fine like, yeah it's not distracting and it's i like the sort of the sherlock method yeah, of it yeah i mean um, which seems to be coming like yeah. rapidly becoming the standard exactly the um, one of the movies that jamie and i saw a couple weeks ago uh men women and children um there's a lot of text messaging in that yeah. where like people who are like both in the scene together like we'll be text messaging texting each other like you know in oh. the same room and oh. so and so and the, yeah like the words will sort of appear sort of near them kind of kind of sherlock-esque what i'm less of a fan of is when they try to sort of recreate the um like the aesthetic of an app on screen uh, you know so they it's so it's like actual like you know, bubbles. colored bubbles that will appear on screen. If it's not something that is like, as long as it's super subtle, it's like, I well, don't no, care, I but... guess what it is is when it's, so, it feels like they're trying to be cute with it. You right. know, if yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, well that's like, it just looks like screen capture of like a Facebook wall or it's like, Oh, those are distinctly like the iPhone text message bubbles. Cause they yeah. have words appear in colored bubbles on phones. Yeah. But when it's like, Oh, that's like, it's pink and it's blue. And it's like, yeah, that's a thing that you've made up. For this movie, yeah. it's like I don't that that's. I mean, I could that kind of takes me out of it a little the, bit. The color, you know? the color thing doesn't bother me as long as it's not, yeah. like obnoxious or over the top or distracting. I mean, like if you want to have a different cut, like, like for instance, like you said, if you have two characters in the same room, 
I have no problem with one set of bubbles being blue and yeah, one and being green. green yeah, exactly. Something. Just so that they're different. I guess I just, um, it's, it's that like, yeah. you know, I want it to actually look like, oh, that's identifiable as a real interface yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah. to like, oh, that's some, that's some bullshit you made up for this yeah. movie. I mean, as long know? as it's, as long as it doesn't it's like when you watch yeah well it's like when you watch tv shows now tv i think is the is the bigger culprit here when you watch tv shows and it's like you know it hinges the plot hinges on like somebody doing something on a social network and so they create like not facebook you know they create like something that's like kind of it looks kind of like facebook but it doesn't actually say facebook on it anywhere which is like not to say that i want facebook branding on everything no but it's like I mean, just fucking do use Facebook or fucking don't show it to me on the screen. Yeah, you know, give me like just the text. Yeah, I'm you want a bubble? I don't fine. care. You know, right? So just don't distract me. With yeah, it. fucking mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know, man. Um, I noticed a couple of times your pet peeve was they were guilty of it in this movie when people are talking on phones uh-huh. that are lit up on the side of their face. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is the first time I've been in a theater and I yeah. actually noticed it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Daly's gonna be. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, that happens a lot. They're talking. They're pretending like they're talking into phones, but the like I can see the home screen lit up on the side of their face. Yep. It's like, ugh, God damn it, guys. Where's the continuity guy? Why isn't no? Why is nobody pointing that out? Yeah. Um. Someone should be fired. Right. Uh. But no. I mean, look. I. I really. I really liked this movie a lot. I did um, not. I. That's and that's. It's, it was just. Uh, there were a lot. I, you didn't like two... the action either. I, the I action think was, the action is phenomenal. The action was fine, but it made me want to watch a better. Like it made me want to um, watch a movie with equally good action and a better story. Oh, I see. I was fine with the story. Like for for me, it's that really. You know what it is. You know what it felt like to me. Um, it's re- it's like a really stripped down. Uh, real. I think it's like the a really good version of one of those sort of like late 90s early 2000 like stripped down action movies those were all shit man right no i know that's what i'm saying i think this is like a really good version of those movies okay why why would i want to watch a like a good version of a shitty movie when i can just watch a plain old good movie no but that's i mean i think there are good versions of that of that structure i think it's just like there's somebody made one of those movies and then you had like a million subpar knockoffs so i think it's like it feels kind of like a throwback to me i i texted rob do i really want to watch atlantic rim uh, no okay. but you want to watch pacific rim yes yeah <laughs> so why would i want uh, but no but that's what i'm saying like pacific rim is like you know it's somebody going looking at mecha god mecha g versus godzilla and going like hey maybe we could do robots fighting kaiju now and make it awesome and then doing it like i feel like this is somebody watching like um this isn't really good like boondock saints isn't really the right example no but because boondock's um, a good movie it's I don't I don't know I don't As know what it is to, I can't maybe, think of a really good example. What is of it, it? Boondock All Saints Day? Yeah, well, which I still have not r- seen. You don't thank do that. God. Don't, don't do that. Wasn't good. Um, but no, there's like there's there are good there were good versions of this movie and then it got you know watered down. Would you rather to such a watch... degree that we forget that there were good versions of this movie? Okay. Hold I t- on. I texted Rob Donovan the oh, other day oh, uh, okay. like afterwards and I was like you About should really this? yeah I said you should watch this movie I feel like this is the epitome of the kind of movie that like you always wanted to make in high school and yes, college. Yes, in high school. Yeah. No, but that's the thing, because that's the era when we were watching those Dude, movies, all right, you know? All right, we're going to put this in context, because you went there, I'm going there with you. Okay. Would you rather watch, I'm just going to spit some other action movies out at you. Okay. They're going to be standard ones. That's And fine. I want you to tell me which one's better. Okay. I'm going to start with a big one. All right. Die Hard. 
Yeah, Die Hard's wonderful. Okay. So you'd rather... So Die Hard or... What is the name of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Great. I John forgot, Wick. I, thanks, I forgot. The Wicker Man. <laughs> uh, so John Wick or Die Hard? See, I don't think it's... John no, Wick. No, 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 no. no, 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 no I don't it, grant your premise. I don't grant your premise because those are two different kinds of movies. This is going somewhere. No, they're, but they're two different kinds okay, of fine. movies. I'll tell you, I'll just go to the end. John Wick or The Big Hit. You know, it's interesting because that's the movie I was actually going to... That was the one that actually kind of popped into my head. Yeah, me too. Which one's better? I think John Wick is better. You think John Wick is better than Big Hit? Yeah. Seriously? As an action movie, yeah. The the Big Hit has the advantage of being really funny and really, like, cheeky. Like, that's what I love about... Like, when I watch the Big Hit now, it's not because I want to watch the action. It's because I want to watch the humor. And that is exactly what's wrong with John Wick. There's no levity. There's one There's one moment, one, only one moment of any levity in this movie, really. What's that? I hear you punched my, you struck my son. <laughs> yes, I did, sir. Why? Well, he killed John Wick's dog and stole his car. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then he just hangs up the hangs phone. up the phone. Yeah. Like, that was it. I wanted more of that. Well, still, see, that's what would be one of the other things I loved about it is uh, that the way that all of the characters talk about him. You know, that they talk about him, not only that they tell these, like, stories about, oh, he's the boogeyman, he's the man you kill, send to kill the boogeyman, but, like, the way they all talk about him as this, like, yeah, legend that they're, like, all, everyone is inherently yeah, afraid but of. But it's all wildly inconsistent. Oh, I don't think so. All right, take the guy who's not Boris. Okay. That character. Wait, the, his, uh, Dean Winters? His, no, like, no, no, not Dean American Winters. accountant no, guy? No, 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 the guy himself. What's his name? The, the kid? Vigo, Vigo, Vigo. Vigo, yeah. Vigo, the father. Oh, Vigo, yeah, okay, the, the father, character of Vigo. Father. Yeah. Like, Brando. Yeah. Um, he can't seem to make up his mind what to do about this situation. He seems pleased as punch when he's being chased in a car by the man that he described as being the hitman you send to kill the boogeyman. And he's laughing his ass off. Oh, at the very end? No, yeah, I love that. Oh, no, whole, but I think that's so great, though. The whole time. No. The whole time that John Wick is killing all his men. No, I think he's totally he has, scared shitless. He, By the end, I think it's weird, that sort of, uh, it's it's that morbid, like, he is so pun- well, what am I going to do? Either he I'm going to survive or I'm not. He is so punch drunk in love with Keanu Reeves, the whole movie. Yeah, but it doesn't make any goddamn sense. And so that by the time they set up the big bad fight at yeah. the end, which by the way was stupid, when they punch each other in the rain, that that whole sequence is stupid. If the if if Keanu Reeves who goes, you just described the whole movie. He goes around double tapping everyone. Yeah, he had that guy dead to rights. Yeah, and he didn't hesitate to kill the son. Yeah, why the fuck didn't he kill the father? I mean, like, why didn't he just shoot the father in the head twice? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Why, I think they have did, history. Why? Why did he have to kill him at all? I think they have a. I think why they have did a history. he have to kill the father at all? Because the father tried to have him killed. He doesn't care. Oh, I think I think he cares. I no no no. See, the whole thing is that the whole point of this movie, the premise was he needs he needs to take care of the son, which yeah. he does like three quarters of the way through the movie. Oh oh oh! At the very end, well, he has him killed in retribution for Willem Dafoe. I think I think that's. So it was fairly to, clear. So basically, he's just like crazy revenge guy now. Well, I mean, not Why? necessarily. Explain but to me. You know, it was over. It was the you know the the hit the contract was removed, and I, he's like, I will let you go. Just tell me where the kid is, and you like I won't come after you. Just let me kill your kid because he killed the dog, and 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 then it'll be over. And he didn't let it go. Vigo didn't let it go. He still went after. He still went after Willem Dafoe. So that's why he had to die too. It's a little thin, brah. 
I was okay with it. I'm totally okay with it. I, I also think it's one of the better Keanu performances in a long time. Like, I can see why people... Jamie really disagreed with me about this, too. I think he's great in it. I think it's one of those... Can you really believe Keanu Reeves being... <laughs> You're giving up. You're giving up, Bart. I'm running out here, man. Like, Keanu Reeves, I'm sorry to say this. No, I'm not. He peaked. <laughs> He peaked, he's done. No, see, this is why I think he needs... Listen, no, 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 no. There's only one way... There's only one thing left for Keanu Reeves to do. What's that? He is at the point in his career, and it's too bad that he's not that old yet, but he... All he can do at this point is have a second coming. And it has to be a different kind of second coming. Like a Travolta, like a Travolta kind of second like coming? Travol- like a Travolta, a uh, Christopher Walken, a William Shatner. Okay. Uh, an Alec Baldwin. He needs to, he's, yes, he's a younger man. Yeah. Comparatively. But he can't do this shit anymore. He he blew his watt with the Matrix. There's no action left in this guy. I disagree. I think he's, I think the action is great. I think he's just as capable here as he, he also, was in the Matrix. He also doesn't act at any point in this whole movie. He mutters under his breath a couple times. And then boom. Like, oh. he just, he, most of the movie, he, he kind of, you know what he sort of does? What does he sort of do? He kind of first bloods this whole movie. <laughs> he might as well be in a fucking cave. Like, he doesn't talk very much. No, but I love that. I love that about him. Like, I buy that for the character. And that's why that I think that, that monologue that he has, <sighs> which ends with them putting the plastic bag over his head, is so great. I think I think that monologue is wonderful. Like, that was the moment where, like, where where I literally in my head went, all right, now I now I now I see why people are talking of why people say they want him as Doctor Strange. Like now I can see that connection. Like yeah, he's doing really like top notch Keanu work here. I mean, look, Keanu doesn't have a lot of range. I will give you that. Like Thank you. he cannot stretch very far, but like this feels like completely in his wheelhouse. He's one of those when you get him in the right role, he's fantastic. It's just he doesn't. You know, your very narrow boundaries Can there that question? he works within. Where is his home? What's the home turf of Keanu Reeves' actor? What do you mean? Keanu Reeves, comma, actor. Yeah. You said he can't stretch very far. Yeah. What's his home turf? Oh, no, it's it's like uh, 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 action hero. Wrong, like actually, wrong, it's my Neo. friend. It's Neo. Neo is like the perfect role for You him. are wrong, my friend. No, no. No. His home turf is and forever will be. Ted Theodore Logan. The only reason Neo worked is because Neo could be a little bit stupid. Yeah. I know Kung Fu. Yeah. Like, he can be kind of a surfer. Yeah. Point Break. I think, like, Point point Break. Point Break is... See, he's home in Point Break. That's him sort of pushing the boundaries where he can... Like, he can be funny, for sure. He can be funny and a little bit dumb. Yeah. I'd be really curious because they keep talking about doing this third Bill and Ted movie, which I think it's it's a really interesting sort of premise. Whatever happened to, to Alec Bill? Winters? Alec yeah. Alex Winters is like uh, I mean he's he's appeared in some things, but he's like he's been producing stuff for a while. I think he produced an Oscar winning or Oscar nominated short a couple years ago. Really? Yeah. Oh, good um, on him. He's kind of gone the Fisher Stevens route, I guess. Okay. Um, but no, they keep talking about they want to do a third Bill and Ted where, which is really interesting in that it's like it's them older where, you know, they were sort of told, oh, you're going to do all this stuff. You're going to unify the world and you're going to bring about peace and prosperity well, and all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's so, so it's about them sort of being older and not having done that. Basically, it's like, what do you do when you're like 
told you're going to do all these amazing things and then you like it doesn't happen basically like that how, seems like a very interesting sort how of would they do that premise. without carlin i don't well i don't know i mean i would i would miss sta- george carlin and, through the whole and, thing and for sure station i I, I mean stations station is station station is awesome station is awesome i don't need more station what though. about bad robot uses uh i don't i don't think we're gonna get bad robot uses. Good robot uses i don't think we're gonna get good robot uses i would love to see the good robot uses just like sitting in the corner of a room somewhere like playing pong like with yeah exactly <laughs> um but i i there was i think alex winters one of them made uh some comment about like oh something about like there being multiple bills and Ted's it, it sounded like almost like maybe a parallel universe kind of thing. Um, it seems entirely, well, I would no, totally buy that. Yeah, no, I would actually, I would give, totally buy that. Given where that franchise has yeah, already exactly. been. I think that would be phenomenal. I think that would yeah. be a great way to sort of a great spin on it. So instead of necessarily the time travel thing, it's, you know, see how excited you are at thing. the concept of another bill and Ted movie. Yeah. Now let's talk about John fucking Mack. No, I'm just as excited about no, you John aren't. Yes, no, I totally am. I totally am. I love it. I no. love it. I 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 think you guys are crazy. I mean, I respect your opinion. I think you're nuts, though. <laughs> it made me want to watch a better action movie or a funnier action movie or a better movie I agree of it, any kind. I agree it could probably use a little more levity, but I'm okay because, it, again, because of the puppy there was, thing. There was one really good – there was one – major redeeming value what's to that? this movie it was not too long yeah it's like an hour or 40 if see this, jamie thought it dragged i did if, not if, i if thought the it movie flew. had been another like 15 minutes yeah that would have been not too much. much it would have been like mm. well no again i that's why that's one yeah. of the things i like about it. it it's that sort of very sort of simple stripped down model it's hey a guy was wronged and he's gonna fucking kill everybody because it watched, of it but it, it watched like a video game dude yeah, i was okay i don't i, I, I didn't, so, didn't I, felt, I felt a little bit like I was watching somebody play a video game where you get a bunch of action scenes where nobody fucking talks, <laughs> and then occasionally you get a cutscene. I was watching a those PS- action scenes are I so was, good. Though. I was watching a PS2 game from like 2002. <laughs> That's it, like those action scenes are so are they're so good. They're so well staged because the directors Max are pain. The directors are uh, it's their first time directing. Uh, they're like. Uh, they're veteran uh, effects, uh, not effects guys. They're veteran stunt guys. Yeah. Um, like these guys are fight choreographers, yeah. um, and they've worked on stuff like Matrix and uh, Hunger Games, and like these guys know their shit, and they've worked with Keanu a bunch as well. So, okay. um, but I think like are they I would be involved with Deadpool, uh, dude. I would love to see these guys take on Deadpool. I think like th- th- they they stage the action so well, and especially with a character like that. I mean, mm. I think. I would I would love to see these guys get a shot at something really big like that, where they could maybe spread their wings a little bit and have a little more humor and and have a little more uh, a little few more levels and a little more nuance to it. Oh, so. by the way, the cars were fucking bullshit in this movie. The cars were bullshit. The cars were fucking bullshit. Okay, how so? Okay, so he's in love with his Mustang. Yeah, and then I can't even remember now. I think they hooked him up with a Chevelle afterwards. That shit would remember. never work. But no, you don't jump. You don't jump companies the, the, like that. The green car, the one that like Wazamo yeah. gives him. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, and then after that, so he goes and he drives that. Car. Does what happens to that car? Um, I think he, he parks just... it and nothing happens to it, right? Yeah, I think the hotel just gives him a better car. They did not give him a better car. <laughs> they gave him like they gave him a newer car. They gave him they gave him a car that we knew. See, this is one of the things that bugged me, and this actually jumped out at me during the movie. Yeah. 
they were willing to go and kill a cute puppy, yeah. which is something that you're not supposed to do. They didn't want to bang up that car. The black car? No, the car, the green car. Oh. They, like, I think it was a Chevelle, I think. I don't okay. Remember. I don't really remember now. But anyway, he goes and he parks that car in front, gives it to the valet, and it's fine. And then they, they give him a fucking mid-level Dodge Charger. <laughs> like... Be- and like the only, I was like, well, that car's not surviving this movie because they didn't want to bang up the old one. Yeah, they didn't want. They didn't show any old cars getting smashed up. That's fair. But they'll kill a puppy. The the one. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then he gets another puppy. He steals another puppy. No, no, that puppy was gonna die. The the he, a, he, how do we know that was a kill shelter? There's like the clipboard on the outside of his cage has a big red stamp on it that says like to be put down. Oh. So that dog was definitely going oh. to die. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. No, that dog was definitely going to die if he didn't take it out. Oh, okay. So, well, that's better. So, so he literally saves a puppy's life at the end. Well, that's a little better. Yeah, right? But also, <laughs> and I actually said this to you during the movie, that scene at the end where he's like limping along, walking the tiny puppy. Yeah. And they're playing like... Badass music. So that that doesn't you keep using that word. That's that was my my one big gripe with the movie is I think most of the music is garbage. Yeah, Um, you not wrong. And that really again feels like like throwback to like '90s. It felt like I was listening to like Rob Zombie music. You know, Um, there's that one song that they use at least two, maybe even three times. Yeah, where I wrote Mm -hmm. it down because the lyrics are so fucking stupid. Um, (laughs) It's we're killing strangers so we don't hurt the ones that we love. Yes, which is (laughs) such a ridiculous nonsensical idiotic but sounds like you're trying to be a badass thing like yeah. fuck everything about that song and yeah. i really didn't yeah. want to hear it three times yep uh, but other than the music i was totally on board with everything else in this movie yeah. and apparently i am a man among myself well <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go with that well you know what we need to do now heart of the ghostbusters we do do you have one uh dude i have, I have so many I have, I have so many i have two I have two, and I'm trying to figure it out. Who do you Who do you got? I am trying to decide. Have they both been Hearts of the Ghostbusters in movies past? It's possible. It depends on who you're going to go with. Ian McShane or John Leguizamo. Yeah, they've both been Hearts of the Ghostbusters. I was going to say, I think this is going to give us our first repeat Hearts of the Ghostbusters. Because yeah. Ian McShane, John Leguizamo was definitely Kick from Kick Ass Two, yeah, and Ian McShane was definitely the heart of the Ghostbusters for Hercules. Oh, that's where. Yeah, that's right. And he's basically playing the same character from Hercules Two. Well, I, I, I think I think at this point in his career, he always just, no, does. Yeah, exactly. And All of these characters are just Ian McShane, and that's fine. Yeah, I do not have a problem no, with it's that. Fantastic. Uh, um, between the two of them, I gotta go Ian McShane. <sighs> Yeah, I think I do too. Yeah, I mean, um, he wears an ascot, man. I know. He and he and he owns that bar. And he owns that. And he owns the assassin and, bar. And no shit will happen to you yeah. in that bar. Yeah, period. Exactly. Um, the other, see, my second place was uh, was the cleanup guy, uh, David Patrick Kelly. Oh, you don't want to have the old, a drink. the old you, man cleanup guy. You he, do he, not, seemed, he seemed fun. Uh uh-uh. uh, you yeah. don't want you don't want to have a drink with that guy. No, that guy's got stories, man. Yeah, he's going to smell of formaldehyde. That's though. probably true. And it's just, you, you don't, yeah. No, man, you, like, you'll be drinking amongst the bodies and shrink wrap. <laughs> like, that's, like, that guy. The they way were he, very good at cleaning his house, though. They were, they were fantastic. <laughs> they brutal, I'm talking about brutal efficiency, Jesus. Yeah, they were great. 
I want to hire those people. Never, know, never right? mind. No. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Dinner reservation for one, please. Yeah. Uh, no, uh... Ian McShane. Ian McShane I, is. Yeah, I, I mean, it's got to be Ian McShane. But I mean, but it's always got to be. Was Ian so McShane. good. I mean, he was so. No, he is. He's he great. was so like forthright and honest. Yeah, and straight up. No, still was... like kind of a fun scoundrel. Yeah. I like, he he's got I like, like the, he's, he's the got same... the whiskey like waiting he's got the the bourbon like waiting for him when he gets there. It's I, great. I like that John Leguizamo is now John Leguizamo in every movie. <laughs> he, he, he he's like a young Ian McShane. <laughs> like you give that guy, give him like twenty or thirty more years, and he's just gonna be himself in everything. That's and fair. Yeah, but he'll be like older and gross. think how far he's come from House of Buggin'. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I forgot about that. Or the, pest, or the Pest. Or the Pest. Or the Pest or Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh, fuck. No, he's not in Priscilla. Are you sure? I think you're thinking of... Is he? I think you're thinking of Tu Wong Fu. Aren't you thinking of yeah, Tu Wong yeah. Fu? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yes, Tu Wong Fu. I say one of those. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. One of those is very highly esteemed. The other one has Wesley Snipes in a dress. So. Yeah, no, I, I got that one wrong. Um, I got mixed up. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but okay. I was but I was right about House of Buggin though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, no no argument here. <laughs> um, well, I think that more than does it for us. Um, next week, uh, we've got a great indie double feature lined up. Uh, we're gonna be talking Birdman for sure. Huzzah! And uh, I hopefully we're also gonna talk about Saint Vincent, uh, which is a new Bill Murray movie. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so we're I really want to try and fit both those movies I in. I really hope that's good. I'm a, I, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about it too. I hear that whether or not the movie ends up being good, I hear he's really good, that and that's all I really. Need. I mean, I totally yeah. believe that. Um, but he's he's playing opposite a child. There's that's no true. there's no getting around it. That's true. Um. um so and so and, that kid's got a yeah. fucking. You bring it. He's got to bring He's it. He's got to pull yeah. his weight. So, uh, but we're also gonna see. Uh, we're also gonna see American Werewolf in London tomorrow night, um, which I'm really excited about. I've seen that movie one other time, and it was in a fucking cemetery. Uh, so I'm really excited about in London. Uh, no, in that LA. Is, that is too bad. I know. Um, but we're gonna go see that in the big movie house, the Coolidge, tomorrow. Uh, so I'm really excited to talk about that. If you haven't seen that, have you? Mm-mm. Oh man, you're gonna love it. Uh, and our friend Jeff is gonna come with us too, and he's never seen it either. So I'll have to. Um, so I'm really excited for that. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. You know, Halloween, with it being Halloween and all. Um, we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit about Werewolf in London for sure. Yeah. Um, but other than that, uh, Bart, thank you for. Coming oh, along as oh, always. Always a pleasure. Um, uh, you can mostly, <laughs> mostly pleasure. The uh, podcasts are fun. Some of the movies are <laughs> shit, though. Uh, that's your opinion, sir. John Stick. Uh, you can, of course, follow along uh, on the blog at dailyscreening.com. You can follow on uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter at Daily Screening um, and Instagram as well. Uh, you can uh, listen to the podcast on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Uh, and of course, please you know rate us and review us and give us little comments and maybe people more people will find the show that way yeah um and uh yeah that's yeah that's that's pretty much all she wrote we had fun talking i hope you had fun listening have a lovely evening and a fantastical tomorrow the ultron trailer was better than the movie shut up (laughs)